You are listening to the Heath Fluids Podcast, and we're having candid and actionable conversations about your health, relationships, business, and ministry. And now here's your host, the Second Chance Coach for Men, Michael David Huey. Hey guys, welcome to another session of the He Fluence podcast. We've had such amazing content these first four or five podcasts that we've done, but today I get to have a friend of mine that I met uh, a couple years ago, actually at a mastermind. We were two of the older guys in the group. And when you're two of the guys in a group of some 20 and 30 year olds, you have a tendency to gravitate towards other mother. And not just that, um, we're like-minded, like we think alike, we've, we've become really good friends. I feel like we can shit, you know, in life, um, you want to find people that you know, like, and trust. And I'm just going to be straightforward with you. That's hard to find. And you guys know that as a man of God, my friend Mark is a mighty man of God too, um, that it's hard. I, I say this all the time. Jesus had 12, but he had three that he took everywhere. And the other nine were, were close to him, but there was three that he knew, I believe he knew, liked, and trusted. And, that's right. and that's a very hard thing to find. And, and I, was, I was sharing this with a lot of people recently. My first person on my podcast, my friend Tim Douglas, he was actually texting me, messing with me before we got, um, before we got on. And, and I got accountability partners um, in, at the end of 2019 after some, some, some challenges. And, and Mark was one of the people that was there for me. He just encouraged me. Um, he, I know that he prayed for me. Uh, he was never negative about what was happening. He just said, Mike, God's going to take this over. And then it's funny, right before we got on today, I was sharing with him about being in a season of miracles and how, God, how, how, how when you're in the perfect will of God, things happen. And, you know, I, before I, I let him tell you a little bit about himself, um, I, I, I'm super impressed with him because every once in a while, I like to read people's LinkedIn pages, okay? And it's funny the person who taught me how to flipping crush LinkedIn is the man that I'm about to interview today. And, you know, um, I, 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 I am so incredibly blessed to have such people around me like Mark. And when I was reading his LinkedIn page, um, I, I just want to share a couple things and then I'll let Mark share more about himself and his story. Uh, but I love it. Mark says, uh, he's a marketing and sales business executive who leads a growth mindset. And when I think about that, I think about Mark. He says he's a value creator and a doer. Um, he says that he's led sales groups that have produced over $29 million a year in top-line revenue. Like, really? And he is just an amazing, amazing man. He's the vice president of marketing for a company called Beamer that is just an industry-leading company. Um, he wrote his own book recently. He, he's, actually, he's actually a father. He's actually a husband. And I know one thing about Mark is, is that he's a friend. He loves God and he's a friend. And, 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 and in, the, in the Word of God, it says, uh, a friend sticks closer than a brother. Um, in Proverbs, it says, um, you know, a friend loves at all times. And there's, and there's very few people that I've been able to like just go to and not had talked to for a little while. Like we kept saying, Hey, we need to click. We need to, we need to catch up. We need to catch up. And we're like, it's because God has wanted us to catch up. And we've been the ones like 
just going in different directions. And then like today, when we caught up, I was like, wow, that's why certain people like my friend Mark Donegan are in your life. So welcome to the He Fluence podcast, my friend um, and, and just an, an amazing person, Mark Donegan. Thank you, my friend. Hey, thanks, Mike, for being here, uh, allowing me to be here, I guess. <laughs> it's oh, awesome. And, and, I, and, and I, I kept feeling like I need to look around, you know, who are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you know, who is that guy? I need to meet him. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is my friend Tim listened to me. I was on, um, on, the, on my friend Joe Martin's podcast, Real Men Connect Christian Men's Podcast, which is is I'm getting ready to interview Joe here in the next week or two. And Joe has one of the most popular podcasts for men, Christian men, on iTunes. He's had over a million downloads, uh, 10,000 downloads a month. And, and my friend Tim listened to my interview on Joe's podcast. And he said, dude, I was like, who is that guy? Like, <laughs> who's that like, guy? Yeah, I got to know you differently. So why don't you do this? Why don't you just take a couple minutes and yeah. – from your perspective, tell us who Mark Donegan is. Like, who is he? Like, oh, he's that guy, but who do you see him as? Like, <laughs> well, you, you know, actually, I think what I'll do is is I'll, I'll tell the story of how I um, how I became fully one hundred percent committed to the fact that my call was business, and um, and, and so and, and it's interesting because I have a feeling that there's some some guys out there who might be in a very similar place where I was. So, um, super quick, you know, grew up in a Christian household, um, always going to church. You know, my dad was never a um, you know a paid pastor, but we were a part of a of a of a movement that um, you know they they actually believe that you know everybody should be like volunteers. So what that meant is you know he was always you know he was fulfilling the pastor roles you know even though he wasn't you know quote unquote on staff. So he always worked. Um, full-time job and then you know was doing church stuff so this is the environment I grew up in Um, uh, nothing bad at all with that Uh, and as I you know went through college and um, you know and and got married and you know we got involved in um, in a in a particular church that really believed in empowering people heavy emphasis on ministry um, and and that was awesome and uh, so you know I um, started getting involved you know as uh, you know both leading worship I'm a musician and uh, you're a good musician I know that (laughs) well thank you Um, I, I wish I could play more uh not a lot of time these days but anyway um so so it put me on this track and in the particular movement that i was in um it's not it would be a stretch to say that they sort of like um elevated full-time ministry and downplayed you know like like a secular job um uh, that that wasn't true but but certainly that was everybody's like ultimate objective like if you could if you could plant a church and and again in this group i was in during this season was heavily uh you know everything was about church planting and my friends were planting churches and everybody's planting churches and and um and so yeah i used to get you know words and and prophecies and people would pray for me and um, they just would, you know, like universally, and I got tired of hearing it almost. It was like the de facto word. You're a shepherd. You're called to be a pastor. You're a, you know, and, and I would receive it. And, 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 you know, certainly I'd feel like, okay, it feels right, but why, 
you know, why don't I have this just burning desire to go be a pastor? You know, like, like when people are telling me this, it's not that I felt like, you know, boy, they're way off, but yet I didn't have that burning desire. Okay. Yeah, that's, so, that's, that's good. That's good. Cause we were, you and I were just talking about this before we got on. So that's good. That's yeah. Good. Yeah. So, so, but, but, but this connects to, you know, to, to my call to business and, and, you know, where marketplace I feel, minister Mark where is I a, Mark, Mark Donegan is a marketplace pastor. That's what he is. So, um, so I was, uh, let's see, this was 2000, uh, 2009, uh, was it 2008 um during the market crash timing um so 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 about 11 12 years ago so so i'm at home one night and uh and my wife was out you know doing doing something i don't know you know baby shower something i don't know and and i'm at home and i'm just on the internet and i randomly uh, come across this conference that was called Kingdom Business, and and now I don't even remember the exact name of it, but it was like Kingdom Business Conference. Okay, so um, so so I click on it. I'm like, oh, okay, hey, I'm in business. You know, by this time I was you know leading sales teams and you know and and uh, you know a part of startups, and so very very much um, you know very much business minded and really enjoying it, and you know finding finding some some success. Um, and so I watched this video and there's this guy, uh, named Lance Wallnow and, um, you know, um, Lance Wallnow at the time, Lance Wallnow, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, so Lance Wallnow at the time was, um, you know, definitely had a following and, you know, but he was not the Lance Wallnow today. I mean, now it's like, you know, this guy, shoot, when he goes live on Facebook, literally his lives, he's getting like 8,000, 9,000 concurrence just when he goes live. I mean, I'm not talking about like views of a video. Like, I mean, the dude's amazing. But Lance Wallnow, I heard Lance Wallnow talk about this concept of the seven mountains and how, and how um, the church um, has, has lost its impact largely in the world, in society, um, because it has retreated from uh, the business mountain, from the education mountain, from the political mountain, from the family mountain. And, you know, um, I, I won't, won't go through the whole teaching. But as I begin to hear him talk about this, and then he was specifically focused on the business mountain because he was speaking at this conference, and it was kind of like a promo trailer, you know, for it. And, but it was like about a 10-minute talk. My heart just leapt I mean, I mean, it was, it was like, you know, there's confirmation and then there's just like, you know, getting hit over the head by, you know, by a two by four, by the Bible. Know, the Holy Spirit <laughs> saying, saying, this is it, this is yeah. it, this, you know, this is it. And, and that set me on this journey um, of, of really, which I already was on. So again, it's not like I, you know, suddenly left turn, you know, like, okay, I'm supposed to go start a business instead of, but left turn, but, but, but it made it okay. And it made it right. And it made me fully comfortable with the fact that what I was doing in business was not um, sort of a second class, you know, and that it actually is where God wanted me to me to be, and it's made me to be. And so, long story short, um, you know, let's start there because let that be an encouragement. If there's you know any anyone listening, you know, or watching, um, who you know finds himself with similar tension, 
You know, maybe you own a business. Maybe you're just a manager of business. Maybe you're just an employee of a business, you know. Um, but, 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 but you, at the end of the day, you, you find fulfillment in what you're doing. You enjoy it. In fact, you're greatly motivated to do more of that. But there's this tension of, you know, maybe others around you or the environment you're in spiritually where you kind of feel like, but, but ultimately, I, I, I need to set this aside and, and, and go do the church thing full time. And so, you know, if, if what I said, your heart kind of leaps, then you're in the right place. <laughs> right. Well, and you know what, Mark, it's, it's really funny that you brought that up. And, and obviously people know one of the questions I always ask people is how important your faith is in life. And obviously you can tell how important Mark's faith is. Um, uh, you know, Mark and I are on that same thought process that we kind of, you know, the Bible says when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing and he finds favor with God. Like we know we found favor with God because our, our wives love God and love us. And, and as men, Sometimes we're, it's hard for, 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 for us because we know we're hard to get a, you know, it, it, we're tough. It, it's hard to love some days. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's sad. I shared this with my mentor. I interviewed my mentor yesterday, uh, Dr. Randall Langley, who is the uh, president and CEO of uh, CLST, the largest theology, one of the largest theology schools in the world. And I shared with him about how bad it is that men don't have friends. One in 10 men don't have somebody they can talk to about the things that you and I talk about. They yeah. 20 men have a best friend. Like that's scary to me. And yeah. so I was reading a story yesterday about John Maxwell, about uh, a lady uh, named Vanetta flowers, Mark, who um, tried and tried and tried for 17 years to make the Olympics in track and field. Hmm. She believed that God told her that she was, this was her calling. And one day, after 17 years of trying and not making it, she went for a tryout for the USA bobsled team. Mm -hmm. Wow. Not only did she make the bobsled team, but they won a gold medal, and she was the, voted the, the, the best bobsledder in the world. So yeah. she went from a, a vision and a purpose, and, and yeah. no, I shared this with Mark before, uh, and I don't believe it's a coincidence that I pulled out this shirt today. I shared this with Mark that, you know, I realized recently that my wife was not an entrepreneur, that my wife was a nurse. She loves mm -hmm. people. She thrived in that. So mm -hmm. thank you for being transparent and vulnerable and sharing some things with us. And, and, and guys, that's what this is about. Um, I've listened to podcasts all my life, and I feel 95% of them are watered down. Uh, and they don't get to the core of a person. I, I, I shared with Mark earlier about, uh, Joe, about Joe Martin's podcast. I, 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 the fruit from that podcast, uh, one came from a young man who pulled over on the side of the road and listened to my podcast, called me, and I led him to the Lord. And now he's thriving, so cool. growing, and uh, moved to Chicago, got a job. You know, just the fruit of us being transparent. And one of the things I've always, I'm just going to say this publicly because I want people to know who Mark is is that Mark's a humble, transparent guy. Like he's confident, but he's strong and he's honest. And so I just want to thank you. So Mark, tell me this, you are a fit guy. Like we, we've traveled together and, and you, your mindset on this is just like my mindset. Like I'm, I'm, I can probably say that I'm, I'm the fittest I've, I've been. I'll be 52 this year. I just had my telomeres checked. They're that of a 30-year-old. I had my cellular age checked, that of a 28-year-old. 
So basically half my age. Um, I'm, I'm doing 90 minute to a, a, an hour and, uh, or almost two hour workouts now, which is crazy. Tell me some, th- how important your health is to you and what you're doing to maintain that and to live a, a life of longevity. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so for me, um, fitness is not, um, this, this thing that I, you know, that I do, um, to, to, to make sure I either lose weight or keep the weight off. It, it is such a critical and integrated part of my life that, um, I, I honestly, you know, like going to the gym or exercising or even getting down to just, you know, being careful about how I eat, what I eat is so ingrained in my, in my um, behavior and in my routine that um, I, I, I hate, you know, unfortunately, I don't really have like a super compact, easy answer because it's just how I live. Um, and it started when I was 12 years old. You know, now, of course, for listeners who are maybe starting their fitness journey in their 30s or 40s or even 50s, you know, well, you know, you can't go back and redo it. Um, But I was really blessed in that uh, I, for some reason, you know, I don't really know why. Actually, it's funny. My inspiration for starting to work out was, I, I, and I can remember, and I don't remember this kid's name, but I was 12 years old. It's PE in seventh grade. And the kid in the locker next to me had some little guns. I mean, he had just, you know, just some, I mean, he's a 12 year old, right? But he had some little guns. And I remember, I remember, and he was like my size, you know, and like, I'm not a very big guy, but when I was a kid, I was, I was like, I mean, I wasn't scrawny, but you know, I was like a, a little guy, you know, or littler guy. And I remember looking at him and going, that is the coolest thing. I want that. <laughs> and I remember asking him and he just looked at me and goes, um, I just do like curls. <laughs> and so, so, so I started, I'm 12 years old and I've got probably like seven and a half pounds on each arm or something. I don't know, you know, and, and fortunately my junior high had a legit weight room. Now this is back when you, you wouldn't get sued, but it was all free weights. There was no machines, you know? And so seventh grade, I'm, I'm in the gym, you know, (laughs) I'm working out, but literally that set me on this path of just, you know, there's only been I guess it was two seasons in in my life since then where for about a year I you know I didn't really go to the gym regularly I sort of you know I I I sort of but but the rest of it was I was I'm all in so you know that's my answer really it's integrating for me and I think you know for for the listeners it's finding a way to integrate it in a very natural way so I'll tell you here's one thing I did I have started doing I bought a walking desk and let me tell you, um, this walking desk is awesome. It's, it's, it's better for you than sitting, you know, first of all. You get exercise in. Um, I find I'm so much more creative, you know, when I'm on the walking desk. If I have to write, it's, it's, it's really powerful. And so, you know, even something very tangible like that, get yourself a walking desk and use it. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and so tell me about this. Um, so would you say that you're either a little bit intentional or super intentional when it comes about things that you do for your health? 
Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm super intentional. I mean, I, you know, I just got done saying it's, you know, just kind of a, you know, it's almost like autopilot and it is, but you still have to choose, you know, and, and I'll tell you, so, so I also turned 52 this year <laughs> and, and I'll be there soon. Oh yeah. And, um, and, 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 and I have to tell you that for like in the last about six months, I wouldn't say a year, but, um, in the last about six months, I have started to detect where my natural inclination was to slow down where, where for the first time I, you know, I would sort of like pause and go, do I really have to go to the gym right now? <laughs> and, and not because I was overly tired or fatigued or, you know, but just kind of like, you, you know, and, and, and it's true, you know, we naturally, I mean, look, you know, there's phases of life, right? But I have to be intentional in that moment and say, yes, I'm going. Now, every time when I go and I leave, you know, I'm feeling awesome, you know, so. Um, yeah, so, so I, I, I was, yeah, no, I, um, I, I completely love the, the, the thought process how we have allowed ourselves to see longevity. You know, I, yeah. I most of the people who know me, I, you know, I'm, I, I was sharing Mark some really cool biohacking things that I've been doing lately. Like yeah. I told Mark that my wife bought us this really cool uh, blankets, right? And you're like, blankets? Like, it's Mark, like, what is it? Yeah. <laughs> Mine weighs 18 pounds and Lisa weighs 12 pounds. And I, and I pulled it up on me last night and I'm like, you know, and I'm a, and for those of you who know, I'm a science guy. Like I think scientifically, like what can this scientifically do for my body long-term? And, you know, in, in the last seven or eight years when I made choices not, you know, to take activators and not take supplements, I, I mean, it literally has changed my, my skin and it's changed my body. And it's, I'm in a size 34 inch waist that I was in in college when I ran track in Ohio state and, and just those things. But like this blanket, I told Mark, like I literally had 90% sleep after taking it, using it one day. So it was worth Amazing. a little bit, bit of a pull up. So Mark, let me ask you this. I mentioned that um, uh, accountability is huge. All right. Yeah, of course. So why don't you, from a man who has led teams and done successful things, why don't you talk about accountability a little bit and what that means? Maybe it's, you know, maybe it's in the marketplace. Maybe it's with your health. Maybe it's, with me, I, my, I have a call coming up here in like 45 minutes with, you know, two guys that I met from a ministry that Mark and I were talking about earlier before on, you go into a ministry thinking you're going in for one thing and you come out on the other thing with two best friends that hold you accountable and yeah. driving and one of them gave me 10% of his company when I, when I, when I shared some things with them that I shared with them. So share what you, your mindset is on, on accountability. Yeah. So, you know, that's where intention, intentionality is, um, is, you know, that's where I really feel strong about intentionality. And, you know, there's the practical side of it is you need to find a person and it, and it starts with a person. I think in just my personal experience, um, I have had sort of less success finding a group than I have finding a person. hundred percent. And, 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 and it's not, and I have been in settings, you know, where there've been groups around me that have been very, very good and very helpful. So I'm not saying, you know, um, oh, don't go look for that. Like the but I think, yeah, but I think, but, but, but I think, you know, um, that person also comes along uh, in sort of um, 
probably in an unexpected way, you know, just like what you just said. And um, the group that you were in um, had the net result of you finding these two partners, which are now very important part of your process, you know, and, and, and so you went in thinking, Hey, I'm in this mastermind or I'm in this, you know, this particular group, you know, to learn something or to contribute in some way, what you get out of it is of course so much more, even though you may also get those things too, you know, hopefully you do. Um, so, so yeah, I think, you know, intentionality and I think really focusing on that one person and, you know, the other thing that I've found and I've had to get comfortable with is that it's natural to look for somebody who's, who's kind of just like me or in the same, um, uh, in, in the same, you know, place, whatever that can look like, maybe the same business, maybe the same um, age, you know, maybe, you know, similar socioeconomic status, you know, whatever that is. And one of the things I found is that um, you can have an amazing connection with somebody who's from uh, the other side of the tracks, you know, whatever that means, you know, it doesn't have to mean, you know, um, financial status or whatever, but just, you know, so like, like Mike, you know, like you're in health, you're, you know, you're, you're in fitness, you're in nutrition, um, something I, I mean, I'm interested in, but like, you know, how much time do we spend talking about that? How much time do you Not spend? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I know, I know, I know. You're, you're always, you're always getting on to me about it. But, um, but, but, but the point is, is, and I'm spending my days, you know, in a very different world than you are, and yet, 100%. we can come together, and I can speak from my experiences. You can speak from your experiences, and they are completely congruent. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. And, and, and you hear me talk and you're like, yes, I know what that application is for me and vice versa. And so that, so that I think, that I think is a little nugget that, um, you know, 100%. I found that's really helpful. good. No, that's really good. And, and Mark, let me, let me ask you this. And I'm not, then I want to ask you about some insights in the marketplace that you use to, you know, with writing a book and now going in, and I know that you're, you're an entrepreneur, uh, and, and, Tell me, tell me maybe somebody in your life that's been that type of person for you. That's really kind of spoken some things. Like I, I, I told Mark this earlier, I, I interviewed uh, Dr. Randall Langley yesterday, who at one point in my life kept me from going down what I felt like was a very slippery slope. Any, any, and, and I, 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 I'm, I'm humble enough to say this, Mark, I felt like if we would have visualized it, he took both my arms and put them behind my back and mm-hmm. If you don't get your act together, the next and basically said this, the next phase of your life is not going to be good. You're, you're, and I remember him saying like, you know, and and just think about it. You're a thirty-some-year-old, good-looking, successful man who's still single. Figure it out, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and 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 I looked at it, and he said, he said, he said some very challenging things. Mm-hmm. one challenging time in my life launched me into a different direction, just like now with having accountability. So have you ever had somebody that made like a massive long lasting impact in your life? Yeah. You know, it's, you, you know, it's super interesting and there's something else I, I realized that I forgot um, to, to say that I think is very, very critical. Um, you can, you, you, 
you know, you can come together with someone else, you know, the iron sharpens iron. And, you know, hopefully um, it is around contributions. So maybe this person has a set of experiences that you're, you know, that you don't have, and therefore they can give you perspectives and you have experiences that can help them and that sort of thing. But there also can be a coming together of shared um, struggle, you know, um, in some cases, maybe you're both de literally dealing with the same things um, or, you know, maybe you're dealing with things. They're different, but you're both struggling. And I have a friend. I have a guy that I met in Seattle um, and we met um, as a result of an ad in a paper for a band. Um, long story short, you know, and this was um, uh, uh, this was 1990. Uh, Eight, I think maybe 99 so I mean like like this is 20 years of history and through those 20 years you know there have been marriages there have been divorces between the two of us there have been um, addiction massive addiction there have been you know I mean just you know there have been all job losses all kinds of things and 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 one of the things is you talk about being real is that there's no secrets, you know, so therefore it's not like he just knows a part of me and he, he you know, and he kind of thinks everything else is cool or, or I know about him. And I'll tell you um, that strength of being able to get on the phone and just being able to talk and not and, and, and knowing that, you know, everything about the other person is yes. super, super powerful and grounding and humbling and this is and, and, and we both love God and we've been through our seasons of high faith and we've been through our seasons of low faith you know exactly and but but the point is is that there was never you know oh you've gone too far oh you've really done it now and believe me you know both of us have things that have happened over this 20 years that we both wouldn't want to share in a public forum because they're not pretty, you know, and they're not good and they're not things either of us are proud of. And that is so, so, so powerful, you know, 100%. And, 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 and it, and, and it's powerful because when, when, when he speaks something, I'm able to receive it in a way that, that somebody uses the exact same words, but doesn't know all this other stuff, 100%. you know, it just sort of, would be head knowledge, you know, but when it goes to the heart, you know, then you just, you know, so that's a, that's, so that, a, kingdom, that's a kingdom connection that you have, right? It's, there. it's a kingdom connection. And again, you know, super interesting how, again, you know, talk about how it happened. It happened through a newspaper ad for a band. Okay. That's how we met. And ironically, we, 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 uh, music has only been about 5% of our relationship, ironically. So even though it started out, you know, as that would be 100% of the reason, you know, for the relationship, be going to play in a band, going to, you know, and all this. And uh, even though we're both musicians, we're both, but I mean, together, my point is together, you know, music is, is actually a very, very small part. Wow. You know, in fact, we never really even started that band. He went off and did something else and, you know, and, and, and I was off doing That's other awesome. things, you know. That's awesome. And, and one of the things that I think I like about that is, is that, 
I, I just think about like how you and I met and how we sat down at the first ever mastermind. We were sitting at the table together and, you know, we just looked out for each other and, you know, we encouraged each other and that, and, and those type of relationships. So let's talk a little bit towards the end here about relationships, because sure. I think the the hardest thing, Mark, for men, and I shared this with you earlier, you know, one in one in 10 men have somebody they can talk to, like you talk to your friend, like I talk to Don and Tim, and one in 20 can actually say a best friend. And let me tell you what, how I experienced this. I was in a group at my church and there was like eight men and my pastor said, well, how many of you are, feel like you're one of the one in 20 who have a best friend? And I raised my hand and nobody else at the table raised their hand. Mm. Uh, what a shame. And then yeah. said, and the pastor said, does anybody at this church feel like they have a relationship with somebody here at the church that's solid? Mm. Now, and this is as humbling as I can get. They all pointed at me. Mm. And, and I think, Mark, it's because I've learned how important relationships are. And it's, yeah. you know, John Maxwell says you become significant when it's not about you. When it's about yeah. lives that you can impact it. It's, it's, it's like Jim Baker said when he, when he, when he said, you know, just look at your name, Keyfluence, like he being yeah. that influences you yeah. so that you can influence men to walk in purpose. So tell me about some things you do even to strengthen, you know, like relationships with your children and your, and your wife and, and in the marketplace, how important relationships are to you besides the one that you just talked about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, um, you know, I, I love, I love that word intentionality and, and, and look, you know, I say in all, um, you know, honesty, uh, it's a journey, you know, it's a journey for me. It is so easy to get stuck and locked into kind of, you know, um, a, a, a routine almost that is just me. You know, um, I, I, I'm, I'm a very interesting person. My natural inclination is to, um, is to be connected, is to, you know, is to talk to people, but I have this other side of me that's also very insular, you know, and I can, and, and it's very natural for me to sort of retreat into that. And so I have to be very, very intentional. You know, I have to care enough to ask open-ended questions you know, rather than closed ended questions that allow someone to just give a nice one sentence answer. And then I'm like, okay, cool. So I talk for the day, <laughs> you know, like, Hey, cool, cool. I just connected with my, I just connected with my son. Okay. I guess I'll, I'll ask my daughter a question. Oh, I'll ask my wife a question. Okay, cool. All right. I got that covered. I'm you know, done. And, 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 and you know what? And, and this sounds, you know, sometimes, you know, even as we're talking in this context, you know, someone who just dropped in, you know, right as we're discussing this kind of be like, what are, what are these guys talking about? Like, it's not that hard. Like you just, you just start talking, to, you know, talk to your family, you know, like, but, but, yeah, exactly. But, you know, we all know, you know, in the moment, in the, you know, in the busyness of life and the, you know, some, you know, there's those days when I'm driving in the car with my kids and, and I've got the music up or I've got a podcast on or something. And, and I drive for 20 minutes and I realize no one said anything in the car because, oh, I'm listening to a good podcast. Well, yes, but guess what? Here I am with Maybe my your kids. kids don't want to listen to the podcast, right? And, well, and, and even set that aside, you know, because I'm actually pretty, you know, I, I focus a lot on trying to, you know, trying to teach and trying to, 
um, you know, impart be a dad wisdom, you, you know, um, that I have learned and also the things I've learned what not to do, you know. And so a lot of times I'll be very intentional when I'm with them and I'll say, hey, guys, we're going to listen to this. You know, maybe you're not going to understand this part of what the business discussion is, but here's what I want you to take away from it, you know. And, and, yeah. and I think those things are good. And I'm not saying that there isn't room for that. But the point is, is that, you know, just this happened just on, on Sunday when I was, you know, taking my kids back to their mom's house. And, you know, we were driving for like 15 minutes. And I realized that, you know, okay, I could keep this going or I could stop it and I could start talking, you know. And that's really how I should be spending the time. And, but guess what? I wanted to just keep it going. You know, because I could sort of zone out. I could, you know, um, comfortable. It's comfortable for you. It's exactly. And 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 you know, my kids are teenagers, and so you know, they're they're you know, on one hand, you know, they they, they kind of don't really want to talk either. So it's almost more comfortable for them too, you know. But guess what? That wasn't the right thing. If my objective is is to build relationship, absolutely, you know? because they're not going to remember those times where, oh yeah, my dad, you know, had the best, you know, podcast that he listened to, you know, they're going to remember the things that I said, the words uh, I said, a hundred, a hundred percent, you know, 100%. So, I'm so glad you brought that up because Lisa and I, um, I, 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 I'm, <laughs> this is funny and, and you can, you can appreciate this Mark. So this is how solid my relationship with my wife has become. Like, I've never been a real patient person, right? So I, my, my wife says, hey, I wanna buy you new Jeep tires for your Jeep, right? And they need it, right? Like they lasted 70,000 miles. That's a lot of miles on a Jeep. Yeah, you probably need tires. <laughs> yeah, and so I, she's like, go to the Jeep. Go, she goes, do your research, because I know you're gonna look. Because guys, I'm not the type of person that just spends money now unwisely. Thank you, Jim Baker, for teaching me to be a good steward of what guys. So I went to a couple of different places, got some, got some estimates and got some values and found that there was um, a, a, that Walmart had the best deal um, and that it was like $300 cheaper. But Hey, those of you that drive a Jeep tires are like up $1,200 for four times. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So it's, it's, not, expensive. it's not cheap, but my, but um, I get there and the guy says, Oh, it'll take an hour and a half. Right. Four hours later, I'm still at Walmart. Now, oh, no. <laughs> number one, I don't like Walmart because I spend too much money when I'm at Walmart. You can never go there and get one thing. It's I, like Costco for you know, me. <laughs> yeah, I say Walmart and Target are the $100 stores. You go there, pick and this, you know, get the $20 I, thing. I wish, I wish Costco was a $100 store. Gee, right? Yeah. I can't get out of there for like $200, you know? Yeah, $250, yeah. Well, and then so um, – the, 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 the guy at the counter, Lisa finally came and rescued me. She says, you're not cooking tonight. And, and the, 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 the guy at the counter said the perfect thing that I know God allowed us to be there together to hear this. She's like, I, he goes, I can't believe how patient your husband is. And she went, huh? <laughs> like, like the transformation of listening to my wife talk about how being more patient you know, and my wife like reached over and gave me the biggest hug and a kiss. She's like, she goes, I just want to tell you, that I'm so proud of you that you have invested in yourself to not be more patient, but be more kind and more, you know, more diligent with things. And I think like you just said many things that you're doing, like I know Mark well enough that I've seen both sides of Mark. I've seen him in that, like, 
you know, reserved, like, hey, I, I, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I, I'm just going to go over here and do this for a little while. Just leave me alone. I don't want to talk. And I've seen him where, like, we could go talk and work out and, and, and talk, and then we'd talk for probably three days, right? Yeah. But that's the most important thing. So um, as we get closer to the end here, let, let's do this. Let's, why don't you, because how many of you would like to learn some things from Mark that Mark knows that's allowed him to be the vice president of marketing of a major company? Like, why don't you share some, some tools and things that you do from a business perspective um, that have given you such an amazing, like Mark Donnan has the best mindset of most guys I know. Like his mindset is on, on building and doing the things that he does. He sets, he's very intentional with systems and how he puts things into, to play. So maybe you can just share a couple things like that with, with us. Oh, wow. Where to start? <laughs> so much, Any, so much to talk about. Anything God shares with um, you is, is powerful. So I'm, I'm yeah. Gonna... So, so let me, let me try and relate it this way. And, and Mike, maybe this is helpful. Can you characterize, you know, of the guys who are listening, are they, um, you know, are they business owners? Um, what kind of business might could they be, own or businesses or could be any, could be, you know, could be just the normal Joe Schmo off the street, could be a person who has a side hustle, could be a pastor, yeah. could be anybody, okay. any man that, okay. That, maybe you can just give some tips. So I'll give some, so, so, so I'll get, I'll, I'll give something to think about that I think is helpful wherever you are. Um, so if you, you know, if you work for a company and, you know, and you're just trying to get that next promotion or, or even just add more value because you really care about your company succeeding. Perfect. Yeah. Um, or, you know, if you have your own, your own business, whether that's just starting or, or, or you have a hundred employees or, you know, whatever. So um, one, one of the things that I find that a lot of businesses miss out and a lot of people miss out on opportunity is when somebody says, Hey, what do you do? You know, now that's a question whether you're the business owner or whether you're just, you know, you're an employee, like everybody's going to ask, right? I mean, it's kind of the, you know, it's the de facto after, hey, it's a nice day today, isn't it? You well, know, like, you, like, you know, yeah. Or, or where do you live? Like about the third question is what do you do? You when know? did you move here? You know? Yeah, exactly. So you, you like get to do, those, right? You get through, yeah. through those perfunctory, you know, questions. Yeah. And it's and, and it's an amazing opportunity to set yourself apart because so many of us and, and look, and I did this for for years. You know, oh, um, you know, I run marketing. Oh, I run sales. Oh, I'm vice president of this. Oh, I'm you know director of that. You know, and 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 basically, then you know, maybe the other person has some context or understanding. They're like. Oh, that's interesting. I'm also a whatever, you know, a director of marketing or I work in marketing and, you know, and then you kind of start a conversation, right? Mm -hmm. um, but here's, but here's, here's the nugget. Start with the problem you solve. Now, if you start with a problem you solve, you are, you are starting head and shoulders the conversation above 
um, anyone else in the room probably, you know, and now you are transcending some discussion around, oh, I'm also vice president of marketing. So are you also looking for a job? Because, you know, boy, it seems like every 18 months, you know, the, you know, and, you know, and, and it transcends all this and it goes into the heart of how you can add value maybe to this person you're talking to or how your business can add value, you know, to, to, you know, to another business that may want to buy your services, your product, et cetera. And so here's, here's like um, a, a kind of a framework to think about is be intentional. Boy, that word's come up a lot, Mike. I, I My think favorite word. <laughs> it's really funny that you say that you're using this because this will tell you why so many people could be impacted if they just listen. Yeah. That's yeah. my word for 20, for 2020. Was yeah, I think it's right on. It's right on. So, so, so here, so here's how, now this takes some pre thought. You, 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 you probably aren't going to just, you know, it, it's your next um, networking event or, you know, or whatever. Uh, uh, just, just be able to, you know, to, to whip out and have it make sense. Sit down and think about what is the unique problem that that needs solving that I have a solution for and how can I describe that in a way that um, is very concise very precise that will cause someone to say tell me more I want to learn more and if you apply this and you are an employee and you begin approaching everything in your company as I am the solution to a problem. I don't just work in marketing. I don't just work in operations. I'm not just an accountant, but I have a very specific skill mandate ability to solve a specific problem. You will find your career track like accelerating 10 X because companies hire people who solve problems and and too many me so much too many of us are, are are caught in the i am an accountant i am a you know marketing specialist i am a sales person i am a coach exactly exactly and so um, but this takes, but this takes, this takes work because, because first of all, it's not just, oh, well, of course I solve a problem. Um, I'm a, I'm just going to pick randomly, you know, uh, I'm, I'm an accountant and you know, so many people, their books are a mess. So I, so, so I fix their books. So that's the problem I solve. Well, yeah, you and 10 million other accountants in the U S you know, could say that same thing. But what if, what if you, you took a deeper look at the kinds of experience you have and you went, you know, I have always worked my whole career for companies that, uh, that earn between 800,000 and $2 million a year. They always have the same budget crunch. They're always having to deal with the same cash flow problems. And so what if now I solve the problem of I bring relief to business owners who are doing between one and $2 million a year and find themselves every three months dealing with a cash flow crisis. And my, and so this is my, the problem that I address and, and the solution. 
you're that would imagine gifting. Now, yeah. exactly. And, 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 it, and it can, and it can just be your practical experience. You know, maybe, maybe your dream is to work for Procter and Gamble, you know, maybe not. Um, but you know what, if, if, if you, you know, if you have 10 years, 12 years, 15 years, 20 years of experience, and you kind of look back and say, you know, all the companies I've worked for, except for one, fit this profile. I, I, I know very well how to negotiate with banks. I know about how to get lines of credit. I know, again, I'm staying with this, with this accounting example. Now, when I say, hey, Mike, uh, it's great to meet you. So tell me about yourself. What do you do? And you go, you know, Mark, you know, it's, it's really interesting. I, you know, I don't know how big your business is, you know, and, but, but, you know, business owners, you know, who are doing about a million, $2 million a year, every, I've never met one yet. Anyway, I'd be happy to, who doesn't deal with a cash crunch and, you know, they all struggle with how to negotiate with banks. And so even though I'm an accountant and that's, you know, that's what I do. And I have my CPA license, blah, 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 blah. I have an MBA, blah, blah, blah. You know, uh, so, you, you know, you say whatever. But you know what I really do? Um, I, I have developed over the years, you know, um, how to negotiate with banks, lines of credit. And so, you know, I find that, you know, the companies I work for, you know, yes, I am, you know, I'm the controller and, you know, I'm the head of finance or whatever. But all, this is really who I am. Wow. Boy, you want to talk about, you want to talk about a slingshot, you know? So now, now, now that's for like a, a employee. Now, what if you're a business owner? Now, if you're a business owner and you, you know, you run a service business, you know, um, let, let's pick something, you know, totally different. Let's say you're a roofer, you know, so you run a roofing contract. I know a lot of contracting them. Contracting business. My, my yeah. brother-in-law, my brother-in-law, yeah. you can use Absolutely. my brother-in-law, he's a roofer. Absolutely. You know, you're a plumber, you're an electrician. So it's very natural. I think if you run a service business, especially, in, you know, in the housing, you know, around housing, you know, someone says, what do you do? You go, oh, I have a roofing company, you know, and everybody kind of had, everybody knows what a roof is, everybody, you know, and, you know, maybe the person, really the story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but, 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 but instead, you know, again, um, you know, don't, don't, don't go after, you know, don't try and win every roofing project. Like take a, take a look back at all the projects you've been on or or think strategically you know where can I add the most value and also where can I extract the most um, monetary value because you know let's make no mistake about it um, and I am absolutely pro um, capitalism making money money is critical it is our jobs as men it's our jobs as head of our households yes. to make as much money as possible and i think you know it's one of the things that i did have to unlearn is again you know i mentioned kind of my spiritual upbringing um even though my dad retired with hewlett packard um he was you know an engineer and you know so we were by no means you know kind of kind of poor um we were in an environment that celebrated Celebrated suffering and, and sort oh, yeah. of celebrated poverty, that. They, they, they celebrated a poverty mentality, right? Exactly, exactly. Mentality. And, 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 you know, and, and so I had to, un, I had to unlearn that from the perspective that it is actually um, our job and that it takes money to get a, 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 a Christian candidate elected to office. 
you know, we're all so happy, and I'm getting off on a soapbox, but I'm, I'm going to go okay. there for just, it's, for it's just 30 okay. seconds. No, because, you're good. It's okay. Because for, for business owners and for those who are entrepreneurs and those who kind of have a drive to do more and, and maybe have kind of, again, felt that tug, tug, tug of war, you know, consider this. You know, um, it's so easy to see all of the ungodliness that is happening in politics. But do you know that the reality is, is that all of our prayer meetings, just our prayer meetings, just our prayer meetings, don't get a candidate elected. Okay. And, 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 and you know, and I know some are like, some, you know, maybe you're going to lose a few subscribers. I hope not. Um, but let me tell you, um, money is a vehicle for the kingdom to use to impact the world. 100%. And so whether it's, and again, and your, your passion, your passion may not be, poli you know, I'm not getting hung up on politics. Your passion may not be politics. Your passion might be, you know, the, might be just towards the poor. Well, the poor doesn't have money. How can we impact the poor if we don't have money? And we don't have excess money if yeah. we're just struggling to provide for our families, you know, so, so getting back okay. to um, how you position your, your own business is it is far more effective to identify a, a, a um, you know, I call it a need, but it's, but it's bigger than a need. It needs to be a problem. And then you define that problem. The process is, is not that difficult. Um, you define the problem, you name the problem, and then you become what's called the category king. And the category king is, 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 the, is the business that has defined a category. And by the way, in biohacking, biohacking has become a category. And, 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 you know, and there's, and there's, there's thousands of companies competing in this and Mike knows this space very well. So I don't actually know who the leader or the leaders are. I'm involved the in the, I'm involved with the leader and that we, we actually, my company, Mark, you don't even know this, but my company that I'm involved with that you know about a little bit, we rang yeah. up NASDAQ last week. See, there you go. And here's the cool thing. Um, the research shows that the category king in a category takes 76, can take up to 76% of all of the revenue generated in the category. Now, um, let's think about some really, you know, practical examples. So you think about Apple and, and the iPhone. Now, there are thousands of, uh, of phones that compete against the iPhone, some, you know, made by Samsung and others that are arguably, there's, you know, arguably better, Pretty good. Yeah. have better cameras, have, you know, um, you know, maybe the operating system isn't so well. I'm not particularly a fan of Android, but that's my, that's my technology. Me either, out. So we're good. But, but, but the point is, is that Apple, the iPhone dominates the profits. I mean, absolutely dominates the profits. So a trillion dollar company. They just became a trillion dollar company. And it's driven off, they are the category king and everybody else has to compete for scraps. So this applies whether you own a roofing company, whether you're building the next Apple, whether you're find a category that you can define that solves a real problem that people have. And in the beginning, you may, you're going to have to explain to people 
what the problem is, and you're going to have to certainly explain, you know, what your solution, your 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 unique solution is. Um, but that's all part of, you know, again, marketing, and you know, that's a part of building the category. But if you establish that category, you will absolutely crush it in business. And now the kingdom is going to have more resources for godly people to be funded rather than you know what we're seeing today so many and it's so good that you say that so i'm, I'm going to recap some things that you just spoke to me because i wrote down some things because my wife said that god told her that i was a second chance problem solving coach it's awesome yeah and problem, I, problem solving that that's what that's what this really is it you know if if someone's sort of like okay i you know net this down to me it's like you get paid to be a problem solver. We all do, you know, so whether we're employees, whether we're business owners and, and our business is solving the problem, that's what we get paid. And when you see this disparity, you know, there's a lot of talk about, you know, oh, CEOs, you know, CEO pay and, and all this. Well, let me tell you, um, you know, in most cases, it's fully justified. Most cases, fully, fully, fully justified. Why? Because Jeff Bezos was a problem solver. He created a trillion dollars of value, a trillion of which people have sent their sons and daughters to college on. They bought houses. They've retired. They've a trillion dollars. So the fact that he's worth a hundred million, a hundred billion dollars, 10% of that, it's a pretty good trade in my mind. I, I, I agree. I agree totally. And, and you know, it's funny because I, the mindset that you just gave me, and I know we're towards the end, but I, I, I just want to thank you because there's a lot of people listening, and I hope you guys understood the power that Mark just said because, the, you know, Mark's talked about, about us working as men. Heck, the Bible says if a man doesn't work, he doesn't eat, right? right. I remember my grandmother right. saying, hey, look, you know, she called me. I was basically her son. She, she kind of adopted me. She said, grandson, if you don't work, you don't eat, and if you don't hard and you don't provide for your wife and she said do you know the only reason you lack wisdom is because mm. you asked for it mm. and if you guys don't think mark has just given you wisdom and that he's asked for wisdom th there's a combination that mark has and i'm just going to say this because i want you guys to understand that this is how i think and this is what i know and 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 this is not about me it's not about mark it's about you people mm. listening and and for me it is a little bit about mark because i want it to be about him and i want him you guys to understand that he needs to be encouraged too. And I'll just say this, I'll tell you when he's done today, he's gonna to feel encouraged because I always say this, whenever I'm on a podcast and I'm inspiring people, I feel inspired myself. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so I just wanna say this, that, that, that today you've heard a man that's went to Cornell and, 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 all the, and Colorado State and done all these things and, and been successful in business and all this stuff, and he has wisdom been doing that, but he also has God's wisdom. And the combination of his wisdom and God's wisdom, if I had my mic here, I'd drop it. <laughs> that, yeah. that's, the, that's, the, that's what my friend, I told Mark this, I became very close with my friend Eric Thomas, who's one of the top motivational speakers in the world. And, 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 and Eric just said to me, he says, Mike, uh, and, this, and, and, and he told me he's okay with this because he's getting ready to announce this a little bit more, but some people will hear this for the first time, that he's no longer be traveling and speaking after this year. He's going to be speaking in middle schools, high schools, and colleges only. Mm. If you are going to hear him speak this year, you better take it with uh, a yeah, he's and, Yeah, and Mike, thanks for taking me, by the way. That was awesome when we went to go. Yeah, right? Go hear him. It's good because Mark and I, and it's funny, Sean Johnson, who Mark and I went with, she 
he went to GoPro and videotaped Eric at GoPro and sent it to me. And and it very cool. And I texted him afterwards and I said, I said, dude, he says, you weren't even there. How'd you know what I spoke of? <laughs> and my friend Sean, that you put in a video now, is in one of his one percenter videos, um, sent me the video. And uh, uh, and from time to time she always asked me, says, Hey, how's Mark doing? You know? And and those are those are the times that you don't get to have with people that, you know, we, 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 we were blessed to go for like a dollar. Right. And, 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 and we, we won't say how much everybody else paid, but we were blessed to go for that. <laughs> and we got thousands of dollars worth of impact. In that. I mean, Mark and I saw a lady weeping in the crowd and Eric walked out behind Amazing. her and hugged her and prayed with her and encouraged her and everybody left there changed. I know. Absolutely. I there with an expectation of what it was going to be like, cause I know him. And every time you go with an expectation to do that. So um, I had a great expectation of what today was going to be like, and you knocked it out of the park. So um, thank you for being here with me uh, today. And uh, what an honor to just uh, speak to uh, hopefully eventually, because we're going to, I'm going to have you on again. Um, and when we rotate and do some different things, uh, just thanks for inspiring me and inspiring people. I think it's, it's great. And, and listen, for those of you who are listening, uh, the only way more people get to hear people like Mark is that you share this podcast and you download it and you share it. We will be uploading it to iTunes here in a couple of days. Um, I have some amazing, I told Mark, it's amazing how many people have inspired me to do this. Um, they kept saying, why don't you have your own podcast? Why don't you have your own podcast? And we know everybody wants to have a podcast, right? But when God tells you to do something, you do it. And he blesses it. And I believe today was one of those days. I, I, I believe today. So, so thank you guys for listening today uh, with Mark. Thank you again. Uh, is there anything you want to share before we go just to send people off? No, you know, I just want to say, you know, um, to the listeners, you're, you're really blessed to have Mike um, as, you know, somebody who's curating. Um, I think this, this combination of, 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 of special insights into health, into relationships, into business. And uh, it is, you know, it is worth it. The time that, that you're putting in, the time that we're all putting in, um, you know, to win at all three, in all three of those areas. Because let me tell you, I have seen where, you know, it's been lopsided and, and it's, it's, it's not the place to be. You know, well, so, thank Mark, um, guys, and thank you guys for listening. Thank, thank Mark again. I just want you guys to know that that I am super honored that I have friends like Mark. And and as you go through this journey in life, and you realize that people have your back, and and like Mark said, you can just haven't talked for several months, and you pick up. We're not going to do that anymore. We're not going to go months. That's right. We're going to be intentional. Yeah, we're going to be super <laughs> intentional. But guys. Thank you again. Like I said, you can go to Anchor, you can go to Apple, iTunes here and download the HeFluence podcast. And please, please share it with people. The fruit that have come from, from these podcasts has blown my mind away. It's, it's, it's God's hand upon it. And even if you're a person that um, you say, well, who's this God, right? Um, you, I know that you can reach out. And, and, and one more thing before you go, Mark, tell, just do this too. Tell people where they can reach you and follow you like on different platforms so that they can learn more about you and some of the things you do and maybe look at your book and some of the other things that you've done. Yeah. Um, so 
so really the best place to connect is on LinkedIn. Uh, I am heavily, heavily, heavily uh, invested on LinkedIn, you know, Thank so, you for and that, you, by the way, and, and, and just, you know, you, you can link up to my profile, but just type in Mark Donegan. I, you know, uh, I'm not hard to find. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And, and so Mark, thanks again, guys. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for listening. I hope today that you've been inspired to walk in purpose um, and you've been desired, as Mark and I said, not just to be in God's permissible way, to be out of God's will, but to push you forward to becoming all that God has called you to be. Not just, you know, I say this all the time, and I don't say it to offend anybody, but I think the worst bumper sticker ever created was one that says coexist. Because I don't think anybody in their right mind wants to coexist. I think they want to thrive, and, and, and they want to fulfill. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll be with this. One of my favorite podcasts to listen to is Ed Milet. And he said that what wakes him up every single day is that he knows that God is creating this Mike, this Mark, this Ed. And one day I have to stand before God and meet that, that Mike, that Mark. And he said, I don't know about you, but I don't want, I want him to be my twin. I don't want him to be a stranger. He said, mm-hmm. I put my arm around him and, and, and in this here say, God, hear God say, well done, good and faithful servant. And, and he said, about you, but I don't want to look at him and him be a stranger. So yeah. these podcasts that God told me to do will help you that you don't have to believe me. I know it's like Ed says, you don't have to believe me. I just know what God showed me, right? You don't have to believe me, but I know what God showed me. And I believe that, that today you've been given tons of value from Mark. And I pray that you will desire to become that person that God created to be. So Thank you so much for listening. God bless you guys. I will see you on the next episode of the Heat Fluence Podcast.